am Christy Ballard Fellaini. I am a certified life coach who found herself at 42, freshly divorced, kids off to college, and having never dated in my adult life. I was starting in the middle. If you haven't yet hit start on your middle time in life, let's do it together. Let the journey begin. Hello, my friends. You are listening to Start in the Middle. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Christy Fellaini. And for those of you that are new to me, just give me an opportunity to introduce myself to you. I am a certified life coach who is also a trauma-informed coach. I help midlife women create amazing connections in all of their relationships in order for them to live a life that they love in the second act. And just like the intro said, I am a reinventor at midlife. I decided shortly after my divorce in 2014 that I was no longer going to live a mediocre life of fear or worry. This was my pivotal moment. This was my big chance to create a life that I loved on my terms. And I have not looked back. And that is my same hope for you. Every day I'm putting one foot in front of the other to continue to grow in my own life, both spiritually, physically, and mentally. When I hear about something that someone is doing that is really working for them and they too are creating massive growth in who they are as a human being, I'm like, hey, I want to try that too. And inevitably, I keep the things that work for me and I toss the things that don't resonate. So just to kind of share on that. I was listening to a Mel Robbins podcast and I absolutely loved the idea, notice how I said idea, of her million dollar morning routine. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a try. You know, I mean, Mel Robbins, she's she's pretty amazing. She's pretty reputable. But her million-dollar morning routine consists of zero snoozing on the clock. Zero snoozing. You don't hit snooze at all. And I love how she suggested because, I mean, it takes nothing for me to roll over and hit the snooze button. And I do it a couple of times, you know, before. And that's also why I set my alarm 20 minutes before the time that I'm actually supposed to get up, okay? But if we're following her million-dollar morning routine, no more snoozing. And so what she does, and I love this recommendation because I actually tried it this morning. She counts backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and pops herself up out of bed. Okay, so I did it. I tried it. And In case you don't know, um, or if I have not yet said this, I am also in Dave Moreno's um, Next Level Academy, 
along with being a one-on-one client of his. And inside the academy, we are doing this 90-day challenge. And he got to make make up all of the rules. And then we got to decide whether or not we wanted to follow it. And y'all, come on. If you know me, you know I love a good challenge. So by his rule number one, wake up time is 5 a.m. Every day. I'm talking Saturdays and Sundays as well. And you know, for the first month, it went really, really well you know, and then I kind of got into a routine of I would get up and then I would just kind of be very unfocused and very unintentional with my time. So listening to Mel Robbins talk about her million dollar morning routine, billion dollar morning routine, I like thought, okay, I've got to take this to the next level. You know, if I'm doing a backslide of not being intentional with that time um, and I am purposefully getting up at 5 a.m., no, I've got to find the next level, all right? So it's a 5 a.m. wake up, zero snoozing, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, the bitch's boots have hit the ground. Just kidding. Okay. And then I love her high five practice because once you get in front of the mirror, you set your intention for the day of we are killing this stuff, all right? And you give yourself a high five in the mirror. Um, The other thing that I did was I walked straight from my bedroom into my office and I immediately changed into my workout clothes. Okay, because old Christy last month would kind of hang out in her PJs, you know, as she was um, doing her Bible study, um, as she was doing her focus time, which I already said really wasn't all that focused. And so we got to step it up a notch. So I moved straight from my room to my office, immediately put on my workout clothes. All right. And then it's immediately at least 10 minutes of movement. And um, so basically I thought, well, you know, it's still dark time. I don't want to go outside just yet. And so I um, did some things around the kitchen. I got my juicer going. I got my celery juice to put inside my um, inside my morning smoothie I um, put the put together the rest of the ingredients for the smoothie. I had signed myself up for cinnamon rolls at church this morning, which I am so proud of myself. I did not even lick the spoon. Not one bite, not one lick of the spoon. And because I am no longer, or because I am on no sugar right now, that includes no fake sugar. I don't even have that desire. Like, I don't even have a craving for sweets. But anyway, so once I got all that going, I immediately got into my workout, okay? And so this is what the million-dollar morning routine looks like for me. And so I'm going to kind of tune you back in next week and um, let you know how it's going, All right, let you know if it's like one of those habits that has caught on, that's got me motivated to keep moving forward in it. All right, 
So before we get started on the actual subject of the podcast today, do me a huge favor and go and like and rate this episode as soon as you listen to it, because I honestly believe that this information is going to be golden for you. Also, remember that my goal for 2023 is to hit 20,023 downloads on my podcast. So your help would be greatly appreciated. All right, so here's what I have for you today. Are you aware that your biggest suffering, your biggest anguish, your biggest heartaches, like things that cause you the most pain in your life actually come from the stories that you tell yourself. So it's not the relationship that you're in or what your partner did or didn't do. It's the story that you are telling yourself about that circumstance. Thoughts like, Ugh, he's never going to change. Then the pain comes in that you're stuck with the same version of that person, the version that you don't like or the version that has habits that bothers you, right? That feeling of, oh my gosh, he's never going to change and I now I'm stuck is what causes you the anguish. Not so much what they did or didn't do, but that thought. What else? What other stories do we tell ourselves? That's not me. I can't do that. Now you've set your identity up as someone who is limited in what they can do. Someone who is limited by saying, that's just not me. That's not who I am. They can do that, but I can't. You are limiting your potential by choosing these thoughts and choosing these beliefs as part of your identity, as part of who you think you are. So I want to share a story with you. Now, this story goes back to little Christy at, um, I'm thinking like age six or seven, when someone very dear to me, and I know that it was in an effort to correct a behavior, but this person stated to me, you should be ashamed of yourself. And without knowing it, that became part of my story. That became part of my identity, someone who should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, after all, this was someone that I loved telling me. And so it just became part of my story. And now looking back, I often was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of my appearance I was ashamed of who I was, and I was ashamed of what I did to deserve this title. And this is what I went back to 
every single time I made a mistake. You see, when you're telling yourself a story like this for the majority of your lifespan, you come up with all kinds of evidence as to why this is true. And you can look back at all the decisions that you made and recognize how the ones that didn't work out are in perfect alignment with this identity that you have been telling yourself all this time. But here is what I want to tell you about your stories that are causing you pain. Here's what I want to tell you about the mistakes that you have made or the decisions that you made that didn't go as planned. Those things are not you. They are not your identity. They do not sum up who you are at your core. You see, identity is defined as the fact of being, what a person or a thing is. And those mistakes and those decisions and those stories that you have been telling yourself and allowing yourself all this time are not what makes up you. You see, words like shame, fear, insignificant, these are all feelings or judgments used to describe a circumstance. They are all just subconscious defense mechanisms of projecting an image versus who you truly are. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about these stories that keep popping into your brain every time you do something human, like make a mistake, say something hurtful, or make a decision that maybe didn't go the way that you had hoped. I'm going to give you some hope here. Are you ready for it? First, notice when it comes up. Like notice if it comes up differently in different situations. Like is there a specific behavior that causes that old crappy story to come back into your brain? I know for me, leading up to my divorce and directly after it, there were times that I drank way too much. I drank to numb the shame that my marriage had ended. I drank to numb the pain that here I was all by myself. And the next morning was always a barrage of shame for having done this to myself yet again. Of course, I should feel ashamed. So notice when that old story is coming up for you and what behavior helped to usher that thought in. Okay. Next, I want you to rationalize the thought. Now, by that, I mean, where does it come from? Where does it stem from? Where did it originate from? Were you like me, told that story after you did something that maybe wasn't acceptable behavior as a kid? This thought had to come 
from somewhere. And once you're able to rationalize it by knowing where it came from, you are able to normalize it, which means that you're able to say something like, of course I tell myself I should be ashamed in this situation. I've been telling myself this same story for over 45 years. And it all stems back to that time when da-da-da-da-da, right? So when you're able to rationalize, you're also able to normalize the thought. And then by doing that, by saying, well, of course you would show up now, just as you did 45 years ago, you're also able to neutralize it. When you neutralize the thought, it may look like curiosity, or it may look like questioning. Should I really be ashamed? Is it true that I should be ashamed? Do I want to feel ashamed? Neutralizing the thought helps you to decide. Do I want to keep this as part of my inner dialogue about myself? Or do I want the opportunity to believe new things about myself? Okay, so noticing it, rationalizing it, understanding where it comes from as it at its root, and then neutralizing it doesn't mean that you have to keep it. If it's not serving you, there's absolutely no reason to keep it. So now what? Now what? Guess what? You get to decide. You get to rewrite that old story. You get to believe new things about who you are right now. Not the old stories based on your past. Not old stories that weren't even for you. Not something that someone said that was never supposed to hang around this long. You get to rewrite your story. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the type of work that I share with my clients inside my coaching practice. In fact, I just received a testimonial from a client, Lori, and she wrote to me, I had this fear that I hadn't really told anyone. I felt safe to tell Christy my truth, and she helped me to explore my secret in a way that didn't make me feel shameful. Christy helped me to see what I couldn't see and gave me the space to just notice what was going on in my overthinking brain. Guys, you are human. And so stories like this that cause us pain is part of our human condition. It's part of our brain 
continuously trying to protect us. And so if I take on that story of you should be so ashamed, then of course I'm never going to make those decisions or I'm never going to do those things that might end up in mistakes, right? Because I don't want to feel that uncomfortability, uncomfortability, if that's a word, I don't want to feel that uncomfortableness of the shame. So don't step out of your comfort zone. Don't try new things. Don't do the thing that you are afraid of. Because what if it turns out like that old story? Well, now you have the tools. Notice it rationalize it, of course, that's where it comes from. Neutralize it, question it. Is this something that I want to believe? Is this something that is true about who I am to my core? And then rewrite the story. Rewrite the story to fit the wonderful, beautiful person that you are right now, in this present time. Hey, if you would like to experience the power of coaching, it would be my honor to meet you and to listen to your story. I will share with you the tools that I have learned within my coaching practice that I share with all of my clients. When you apply these tools, just as you heard from Lori, I promise you, your life is going to change. If this is the type of support that you are looking for in your own life, let me share with you the tools that I am sharing with her. All you have to do is head on over to my website, christyballardfellaini.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-B-A-L-L-A-R-D-F as in Frank, A-L-A-N-Y dot com. At the top of the page, you are going to see a relationship audit. Inside that audit, there is a connection audit for you. You get to choose the path that you want to take inside that audit. And so on the second question, choose the path that says, I want to connect better with myself. All right. Also on my website, you can book your relationship review call because this is an important relationship. It is one of the most important relationships, the one that is next to your relationship with the creator. But your relationship is the foundation for all of your other relationships and how you show up in in them. So this is important work. And I encourage you to reach out to me. You guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Again, please do not forget to like and comment. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Who is your life coach? 
I would love the opportunity to work with you as you are rediscovering the woman you were meant to be. Visit ChristyBallardFellaini.com for more information on how we can work together to ignite that passionate, enthusiastic woman who may have been tucked away for some time. Let's start in the middle together.